As this is harvest and our uh, Thanksgiving and dedication service, we're taking a wee break from uh, the book of Revelation and the seven churches there. Uh, And this morning our reading is from Luke. It's Luke 17 and verses 11 through to 19. And Colin McDougall is going to read that for us today. Jesus heals ten men with leprosy. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Amen. And may the Lord come to this reading of his holy word. I think everyone appreciates how difficult the last 18 months or so have been at a number of different levels. The outbreak of coronavirus has been a truly global pandemic, affecting everyone around the world. Many have lost their lives. Many families have lost loved ones. Health services have come under pressure like never before including our own NHS. People have been put out of work or put on furlough or for the first time have been working from home. Education has been disrupted and so many other areas of life have been disrupted too, including church life. As we all know, church buildings were closed for good chunks of time uh, last year and into this year. And when we have managed to open up the building once more for worship, it's been quite different for quite a while, and certainly not back uh, to normal. And I keep saying to you, I want you to put a smiley face on those masks uh, so I can see uh, some expression, because it's very difficult when you can't really uh, see what people are thinking. But today is part of our Harvest Thanksgiving, and as we take part in the National Giving Day, It's good for us to reflect on the last 18 months and to come before the Lord in thanksgiving. Sometimes we can be guilty of only thanking God in good times, but he's worthy of all our praise at all times and in all circumstances, for he is the Lord over all. And the wonderful thing about being a Christian is that no matter what we go through in life, We can come and praise the Lord because even if the worst happens, we can trust that we are in God's hands. I love these words from the book of Habakkuk. Maybe you know them just at the end of Habakkuk where things seem to be going completely wrong. And this is what it says. It says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails 
and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the sheepfold and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. We understand what Habakkuk is saying, don't we? Even when things are terrible, things are really, really difficult, we're still called to praise the Lord because He is our Redeemer. He is our Savior. Today, today, therefore, we are going to be thinking about thanksgiving. And as we do so, we're going to focus on this reading that Colin read from us, uh, for us from Luke 17. Now, in our passage, Jesus is traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he's traveling along and he's going into uh, a village, perhaps to be uh, refreshed, ten men who have leprosy uh, meet Jesus. Now, we need to realize here that when it says these men had leprosy, that this could mean a number of different skin diseases. However, the skin diseases, whether leprosy or not, were, were bad enough that they were clearly cast out of their communities and that they stood at a distance from Jesus. Why? Because they were unclean. They were ceremonially unclean. When you had a skin disease, you were cast out of the community and you usually would end up living in a community with others who had leprosy. So these ten men, they, they stand at a distance from Jesus and they call out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And it's, it's quite clear here, isn't it, what their, their plight is. And Jesus doesn't have to go near to, to understand what they're asking for. They're asking for, for mercy. They're, they're asking to be cleansed. And Jesus simply says to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. Now the reason for this is that the priests would be able to declare that these men were, were ceremonially clean and they would be restored back to their community. That's what we see uh, in the law in the Old Testament. If you had some kind of uh, skin disease and then you had to go to the priest and you had to get it verified and you know, we had to work out exactly what it was. And so these men were told, go to the priests and you'll be declared clean and you'll be able to be restored back to your communities. Now, the first thing I want you to note this morning is that these men had to exercise faith to be cleansed. I wonder if you understood that from our reading. Do you remember Naaman in the Old Testament? Naaman also had leprosy. And he was told that he had to go and bathe in the River Jordan uh, seven times. And he really wasn't very happy about this. He was a, a high-ranking uh, officer, and he thought it was a bit beneath him uh, to go and bathe in the River Jordan. It wasn't a very clean river. You know, he thought there were other better rivers. And so he thought, I'm just not going to do that. But some of his advisors said, look, is it really a difficult thing for you to do? And so Naaman went, bathed seven times, and he was cleansed. But he had to exercise faith to do it. And it's the same for these ten men. They have to exercise faith to go to the priests and to be declared clean. Now, for some of them, they might have thought, you know, 
I just, you know, I'd be too embarrassed. You know, what happens if I turn up at the priest's and, you know, I've still got leprosy? That's just going to be embarrassing. Or they might have just thought, you know, I just, just won't bother. I just can't be bothered doing that. But clearly, they exercised their faith in Jesus. And they went. And they went to the priests. And they are cleansed as they go to the priests. They are healed. It's a wonderful healing story, isn't it? And if it ended there, we would marvel at Jesus' power, how Jesus can heal even from a distance. We would, you know, see a great example in these ten men who who exercised their faith and actually went uh, to see the priests. But in these last five verses, we see something a bit different, don't we? Because in verse 15, we are told that one of the men, when he saw he was healed, he came back and he praised God in a a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet. And the remarkable thing was that he was a Samaritan, the Samaritans being the enemies of the Jews. And so it's pointed out, this, this man came back to praise God and to give thanks. And, and there's something nice, isn't there, in the fact that whilst at the beginning of the story, the man, all ten men, were at a distance from Jesus. But look at what's changed. Here's the man, and he's drawn close to Jesus. He's praising God, and he's right there at Jesus' feet. The man came back to say thank you. But then Jesus poses a question. Because Jesus knows that all ten of the lepers were made clean. Therefore, where were the other nine? Where did they go to? None of them have come back, and the the one who came back was a foreigner. He wasn't even a, a Jew. And Jesus speaks kindly to the man, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, I wonder, what, what is your overall feeling? When, when Colin read that story to you uh, this morning, and many of you here this morning will have heard that story before, what was your overall feeling when you read that story? I know what my reaction to that story is. I'm firstly amazed at Jesus' power and his compassion to those ten men. He doesn't just say, look, I'm too busy. You know, I'm not going to bother. You were amazed at Jesus' power and his compassion and his love. I'm also really delighted that one man returns to say thank you. But I don't know about you. I'm really quite grumpy with the nine. Are you not? When you read this, do you not think, why, why didn't they come back? That's really annoying, isn't it? You know what it's like in your own families. If you've got children or grandchildren... And you do something for them, and they're ungrateful. It's really annoying, isn't it? You know, you do something among your friends, or you put something on, and no one seems to care. That's annoying, isn't it? And so when you read this story, you think, well, why didn't the nine come back to say thank you? They just seemed to be ungrateful. They couldn't be bothered coming back to say thank you or to, to praise God. Now, At one level, it just seems like bad manners, doesn't it? 
But maybe there's something deeper that's going on here too. You see, who is it that returns and says thanks? It's a Samaritan. We presume that at least some of the other men were Israelites, and yet they don't return. They don't come to say thank you to Jesus. And there's a sense here in which Jesus is again revealing that the kingdom he is bringing in is for everyone, is for anyone who will believe and respond to him. The Samaritan, the unlikely one, is the one who comes close and who praises God. The other nine have also experienced the goodness of God, and yet what do they choose to do? They choose to stay at a distance. Do you see the difference? One comes close, the others stay at a distance. They show no sign of coming to Jesus to give thanks. Now, there are a couple of things I just want to think about as we think about this passage. The first is about our own thankfulness. In my better moments, I hope that I am like the man who comes back and says thank you to God for his goodness. But often in life and in the the busyness of life, I'm found wanting. And maybe as you reflect on this passage, you, you realize that you are too. You see, we don't know what happened with the other nine. Maybe they're just so excited about being cleansed and healed. They think, goodness, I can go back to my family now. I can go back to my my own community. Maybe that's what they're excited about, and that's why they don't come back. We just don't know. But the fact was, they experienced something of the power of Jesus. They experienced his care, his love, his compassion. And they didn't come back. What about us? Are we truly grateful for all that God has done for us? Are we thankful every day for our salvation found in Jesus? Are we thankful for the way the Lord sustains us and watches over us? And even in difficult times, are we thankful that whatever we go through, we don't go through it alone, but he is there with us. A number of people over these last 18 months have expressed to me, and these are people of faith, they said, I don't know how I would have got through without my faith. Often those who have been bereaved will say to me, I don't know how people go through this without faith. Why is that so important? Because when life is difficult, God journeys with us. We are not alone. Is that not wonderful? I don't know how it would be coping on our own. But God is there, even in the difficult times. The nine men experienced the goodness of Jesus, the power of Jesus, but they didn't return. Sometimes when we think of family members or friends who are not Christians, sometimes we just think, you know, if only they could experience God in an amazing way, if only they could experience God a a healing or, or a miracle, then they would believe. Sometimes we think that, don't we? Don't we? 
But we see throughout the Gospels that an experience of God's power doesn't always bring faith. In many ways, that's quite remarkable, isn't it? I ought to encourage us in many ways. Think, think throughout the Gospels, Jesus, amazing teaching, the crowd's amazed. The Pharisees, unmoved. We see the many miracles that, that, that happen, including Jesus healing on the Sabbath. And Jesus heals a man, especially a man with a, a crippled hand, and it's, it's made well. But do the Pharisees see that miracle and praise God? No, they say, Jesus, why were you healing on the Sabbath? They see the miracle. They experience the power. And yet they're not thankful to God. Don't put their faith in Jesus. Our prayer is that the Lord would reveal himself to family members and friends. And that they would be like the tenth man that they would come and give thanks to Jesus, so grateful for what he has done, praising God and not missing that moment. And so I simply ask you this morning, first of all, are you thankful? Are you truly thankful for all that God has done? Are you thankful each and every day for the way that God blesses you? Do you wake up in the morning and think, Lord, thank you for another new day. Thank you for the blessing of being in a bed. Thank you for the blessing of clothing. Thank you for the blessing of food. Thank you for the blessing of shelter. The blessing of family and friends. Thank you for the blessing of Jesus and my salvation. Are we a thankful people? I think if we come before the Lord in thanksgiving, first of all, then that will change us and we'll become thankful to other people around us. Are you thankful? Thankful for the goodness of God. Thankful for the salvation found in Jesus. Thankful for every moment, each day, the way that God sustains us. And even in the difficult days of illness, family trouble, unemployment, even in the difficult days of COVID-19, do we still come to Jesus each and every day and say, I might not understand, but I will come to you anyway, and I'll give thanks to you, and I'll praise your name. Now, why are we called to do that? Because even during those times that we don't understand, we know that God is there, that he's the one who carries us. And we know at the end of time that all will be well. Life is a breath, isn't it? It doesn't last long. I was in Kilmarnock Football Club on Friday. I was dedicating a memorial garden. And I went in and saw the manager and managed to see some of the coaching staff. That's the first time I've been in for 18 months. And I was reminded when I was last in the football club, I was 38. I'm now 40. And you might laugh at that, but actually, you know, all the players, and there was one player in particular, you know, I was just a bit, and now he's gone, he's away. 
and uh, he was late 30s, he was kind of my age, so they're all a lot younger than me than me now. Life is but a breath, has just gone by. And maybe you know that in your own life too. But the wonderful thing is, if we keep trusting in Jesus, he will bring us home to be with him forever and ever. Is that not something worth holding on to this morning? So I ask you today, are you thankful? Thankful for all the blessings that God has poured out upon you? Are you thankful for the love that Jesus has shown to you? Amen.